Welcome back to another episode of Talking Bad. I'm Brian here with Blake. Uh, we're here for the episode four of the final season entitled 51. I did plan on starting off this episode with a couple of comments we got and replying to them. So oh. let's let's go ahead and reply to our comments. And we're, <laughs> and we're done. And we're done. I do want, and if you guys are listening to this and wanted to uh, ask us a question or <laughs> tell us we're idiots or I something, was really excited there for a second. <laughs> yeah, we, like we've we said, have, we don't get paid to do that. We're, you know, we're just fans and having fun doing it. But we know that a lot of people were actually listening to the show, and right, I was really right. excited when you said that. And, then and you we'd said, like to done. get some feedback from other fans from the show. <laughs> Uh, and your thoughts on our theories and, and, and getting kind of a discussion about it. We'll mention them on the show. So we're going to make it a little bit easier for you this week. You can go to uh, talkingbad.blogspot.com or if you're listening to this on an iPad, an iPhone, or an iPod Touch, right now, in fact, this entire episode and all the previous episodes, if you pull up the little album art of our episode, there's a link right there. You just touch it. It goes right to our website. And the episode keeps playing. So you can literally just... You know, unlock your little phone or your iPod, touch the screen, go to our website, and it'll keep playing, and you can tell us what idiots we are without, you know, breaking a breaking stride. Oh, excellent. So, yeah, so added that little feature to all of them. So, anyway. No one on the Fringe crew was talking to us. There's somebody out there keeping them in line. We're putting together a surveillance team as we speak. What? Please tell me that's not what I think it is. We got visitors. 30 seconds. We're just getting started. Nothing stops this train. Nothing. Uh, pretty cool episode here, Blake. I really liked it. What were your initial thoughts here? Uh, not the best episode, in my opinion, actually. Was Ooh, well, first, you are wrong. The first thought. You are wrong. Yeah. I mean, I know there were things. Well, <clears throat> it was mostly like a... I don't want to call it a summary episode or something, but nothing, nothing really new was... Brought to the table, it was kind of like uh, bringing everyone up to speed almost, I feel like, in some certain aspects of things. Uh, Look, I didn't dislike the episode by any means. I just didn't think it was the best episode. And when we only have about 12 episodes left, each one has to be the best episode. Right, right. I see what you're saying. I, uh, on the other hand, really, really liked this one. I thought it was subtle. Yeah. Very subtle. Good word, yeah. Um, it was the fiftieth uh, episode of the entire series, which was interesting. Hmm. Um, but I wanted to bring up something to you here. Let's let's you know. I don't want to get right into a big summary here. Have you ever heard of Chekhov's gun? No. Chekhov's gun, according to Wikipedia here, is a literary technique whereby an apparently irrelevant element is introduced early in the story. And then that element's significance becomes clear later in the narrative. Now, I read up about on this because over at the uh, at Uproxx, with two X's, they talk about how Breaking Bad loves to use this technique where they'll show you something at the beginning of the episode, and you're like, well, what the hell is this? This, this doesn't mean anything. And then suddenly later, you're like, oh, that's right. They showed us that later. And re- hold on. Just hang on with me here because I'm getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, for instance... In season, like there's a little list here. Uh, the, the, in season three, episode seven, there's a bullet. And it says here, early in the episode, an arms dealer gives the two Mexican cousins, you know, the bald guys. Hank, shot Hank. 
gives them a hollow point bullet, quote, on the house. That bullet later falls out of one of the cousins' pockets and is used by Hank to kill both cousins before they kill him. So it was kind of like, here's this bullet given to them early in the episode. It's got a hollow point, a little thing written on it, and you're like, well, why is, what's the significance of that? And you don't really know until later. That turns out to be the bullet that kills them both. Huh. Okay. It's a little technique that's used throughout. Okay, another instance is season four, episode one, the box cutter. There's a box cutter just shown in that cold open. You don't, it's green. You don't even know what it is for or what, why is there this box cutter? Right. That's the same, same thing that Gus uses to slit what's his nuts throat. Yep, yep, Victor's throat, yep. Season four, episode two, the 38 snub. Walt purchases a gun in the second episode. And while that gun appears several times throughout the season, it's not used until the final episode of season four. The man he purchased the gun from, obviously, is the same guy we see in the premiere. But that gun is shown throughout, and he doesn't use it till like, the end of the entire season. Right. So there's a bunch of things that happen here that don't have any meaning initially, but they definitely put a lot of focus on it. And then later on, it comes back into play. Okay, so what's your point then? What are you uh, looking at for this episode? Okay, so in this episode, I saw a lot of instances of this. Okay. First of all, we've been waiting a long time to hear or wait for Skylar's breaking point. Mm-hmm. Okay. A little bit of symbolism there. You, you know, obviously we're jumping ahead here a bit, but she's at Walt's birthday party. She's standing at the pool and literally, literally goes off the deep end. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what they're telling you there. She's going off the deep end. She's losing her mind. Later that night, she's getting ready to floss her teeth and you see her wrapping the floss around her finger very tightly. Yeah. Someone's going to get hung or hang themselves. That's some foreshadowing there. Just that little thing. I, at least that's what I saw. Okay. Yeah, I can buy that. I wanted to start this one off with that cool little, it's called Chekhov's gun. It's named after some literary guy. Let's see here. Uh, doesn't really matter. Probably someone Check named Chekhov, Wikipedia. I assume. Yeah, a Russian playwright. Vladimir Chekhov, let's call him. Who did that a lot. Who would introduce something seemingly meaningless, and then later it becomes, oh, that's why they showed it to us. And I like to try to catch those seemingly meaningless moments early in the shows of this final season to to anticipate what may happen later. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, kind of cool. That was. While you were talking about Skylar there, uh, I think I retract my statement from a previous uh, episode where I said, oh, I think she's going to come around. Nah, I don't think so. No. I think she's uh, Not after this gone. one. Not after this one. <laughs> she's too far gone. But, but Hank did tell her that, again, kind of jumping ahead here, but we'll get back to it. He got the watch from Jesse, yep. and he said, you see this watch? Somebody gave this to me that wanted to kill me. He pointed a gun at my head right here between my eyes. He pointed it at my head. Right. He wanted to kill me. And he changed, and so will you. Right. So who knows? Maybe she's going to, you know, fall I- back in line. I don't know. She's awful. I know, I know. Everyone hates her, but she's doing a very good job of of acting, I think. I'll give her that. I hate her character. I don't hate her. I want to make that clear because I've talked a lot of shit about her. Everyone talks shit about Skylar. It's about the character. She's doing a great job acting, at least this season. Oh, obviously, yeah. It's all fake. I mean, yeah. Well, we'll get back to Skylar. Let's get back to Skylar here in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Right now, I'd like to have a little moment of silence for the Pontiac Aztec. Mm-hmm. which is no longer with us. A lot of good times <laughs> had in that 
uniquely colored car. It is no longer with us. Um, at the beginning here, we obviously see, uh, you know, Hank with, uh, or Hank, Walt with Walt Jr. Give away the Aztec for 50 bucks because he really doesn't care. He's riding high now. He's not giving yeah. a shit. And he's doing the opposite of what Gus did, which was lay low. Right, right. I thought that was a nice, uh, nice little Chrysler commercial they threw right into the episode yeah, there. Yeah, with, the dub, with the dubstep music and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, that wasn't, that wasn't a scene that was fit for Walt and Walt Jr. No. If anything, it was like a Jesse scene of some sort. Yeah. parties, but to throw in that kind of techno-ish music with these two, but it was cool. I actually really liked that part. Yeah, I mean, it just it went on for a little bit too long for me, I think. It's just like, why are they just sitting in the driveway smiling at each other, revving engines? Just go drive your cars or something. Yeah, yeah. But well, I had to add a little humor into it. You know, he, uh, Walt Jr. rolls in with the PT Cruiser, and they're like, eh, you know what? Nah, let's go get that other one. True, true. Yeah, they can't. He can't help but show off now. It seems he knows he's the big dog, and things are going his way. And goddamn it, he's going to enjoy it after yeah. all the shit he's been through. So yeah, that's definitely he shows him being a little more careless than what we've seen Walt be in past seasons. Obviously, True. been very careless about anything. One thing I did want to mention that I thought of going back to last episode. I don't know. I may edit this part out or not. I don't know. Walt was the one who was very upset about the single fly being in the lab, right? Yeah. And now they're just cooking in homes that are completely infested by bugs. True. But at <laughs> least they're they're setting up their... But yeah, you're right. I mean, but they are setting up um, with inside of the house. They've got their own little room right. that is you know, cordoned off and, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, right. I, I, I get it. It's contaminated. It can't right. be contaminated. Right. Jesse, Jesse, <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, it's, it's a contamination, Jesse. <laughs> uh, we see Walt now basically throwing it in Skylar's face. Like, you know, we, you made me take the car back for Walt and well, I went back and got it and I got myself a car and they're both sitting in the driveway. Mm. And I also would like bacon putting a 51 on my plate, please. And Again, the breakfast. Breakfast. Did you what see? What is it? Did you see Walt's Junior's face when Skyler tries to take bacon off his plate and put it? <laughs> no, no, no. Very much likes his breakfast and don't I'm, mess. I'm telling you, something's gonna happen here. Like the final episode is just Walt Senior is gonna be killed at the breakfast table or something. Yeah. Where yeah. All the breakfast. You know, it's his 51st birthday. He's thinking he's on top of the world. He's actually gloating about it, thinking big of himself to Jesse, being like, oh, hey, I got to go home early. I think I have a birthday party in store for me. You know, yeah. kind of like assuming that they're just going to throw this huge party for him. Uh, but I thought right after that, when Jesse gave him the watch, that was a really like the probably the most father son moment you've seen between those two. Since the yeah. start of the series. Yeah, well, like I said, I think their obviously their relationship has really taken a turn after the whole Jesse breakdown right. of "I almost killed you." Mm -hmm. It's it's taken a turn now, and and I and and Walt knows that, and he's going to exploit that and manipulate him even more. And we know this, this right. is coming. Right. But yeah, definitely. I mean, that is a, a a good relationship they have going on right now for sure. Well, it's a good relationship based on a lie, and you know well, Jesse's totally. going to find out. Yeah, that lie. at some point for sure. You know. Um, on the, uh, the subplot here was the DEA, um, going into this German, uh, company. What was the name of the company again? I forget. Madrigal. Madrigal. 
going into Madrigal and basically freaking out Lydia. And she is completely freaked out calling Mike on the phone while the DEA shows up going through everything. You know, DEA, ma'am, we're here for the French. (laughs) 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 They're they're all, uh, you know, she's freaking out. And then she says that she can't get the methamphetamine anymore because of the tracker placed on the barrel. Right. Okay. Mike seems to think that she did that herself and that now that means she has to die. Yeah. And now Jesse says, you know, no, no, it could be an accident. This is our only way to get this stuff. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that Lydia actually planted it her a tracking device herself or is the DEA just that dumb? Uh You know, it could it it could go two ways. Where, yes, she did it, okay, end of story. Or, yes, they did it as some sort of ploy. Right. They put it on this one, and then they saw it. Right. And they were like, well, we can't use this one. Let's use this other one that actually has the tracking device inside of it. Right. Uh, Mike makes a good point to ask Jesse, okay, did you check any other barrels? He said no. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, well, then she's got to die. Obviously, it was her. She wants out of the game. She's terrified. Um, but it could go either way. And, you know, I'm I'm not uh, comfortable enough to say that she did it right now or the DA did it. I don't I don't know. I just don't know. But I can see it both ways. Right. I don't think I don't think we're we're really supposed to know. Actually, I think right. we're just supposed to. But like Walt says, you know, nothing will stop this train. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And that's and that's why they decided not to kill her. Right. Obviously, because he's like, look, we need the meth the, the methylamine. She has it. That's the route we're going right now. Right. Until that's compromised, that's the way we're going. Now, I would love, I, I wish I would have said this little theory of mine last week, but I didn't think of it until after we recorded. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to save that for next week, this little theory. And I had it in the back of my mind. And then this week basically confirmed what I'm thinking is going to happen okay. with the DEA okay. and with Hank. We talked a lot about Hank you know, slowly catching on to Walt and when's he finally going to put it together? And God, we've been waiting forever. How could he be this stupid? Now, a normal writer would eventually slowly give us that answer and finally give us Hank figuring it out. But a really good writer would do something completely different that we wouldn't see coming. Now, think about this. Here's my theory. Hank is the brother-in-law of Walt, right? Mm-hmm. He's been working on this Heisenberg case for how long? A year. For an yeah. entire year. If they find out that it is Walt, how bad is that going to make Hank look? That Heisenberg <laughs> was his brother-in-law the whole time. Right. So here's my theory. Hank and finds real quick, out. Real quick, let me stop. Okay. Here. Just because when, when Hank was uh, offered the job, Right before he was offered the job, the, his superior was like, "You've just you've done a stellar job. You've right. done a stellar job. You got Gus when no one else thought he was the one, and you did it. You got him. You're the best. Here's this promotion. You accept? I accept. Go ahead." Right, right. That was in this episode. He he, he got offered the head of the DEA, basically, of Albuquerque, and they basically also said. You know, are you cool with dropping all your current cases and kind of being in charge with this? Are you okay with that? He kind of sits and thinks a moment and says, okay, what's it going to look like Mm, if Hank finds out that Walt is Heisenberg, but he can't say anything because 
it will make him look terrible. Or he will lose if, his job. If 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 he has to drop all of his cases, what if he already knows and he's like, you know what? This is my out. I can just pretend I didn't know and Yeah. But yeah, even so he'd still it'd still look bad, but Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't catch that part where he said drop all your cases, but Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So what I think's gonna happen is Hank's gonna find out and be like just looking at Walt all pissed off, like, you motherfucker, I've been looking for you forever. You're lucky I'm not on this case anymore. You're lucky I, I can't risk my job because to, to bring you out because I I mean I would think they would lose his job if they were like yeah, oh, really? This guy you've been looking for a year is your brother-in-law? And this is this is really good, actually, because he would lose his job because his superior lost his job because of this. And they made a point to say that, exactly. Ooh, man, I don't know. You might have just ruined this whole fucking thing for me. <laughs> I know. I think that... But this last episode, when he was offered that job, and he's like, you got to drop these other cases, I'm like, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Wow. So... That I looks like they're not exactly giving us the whole Hank figures it out and arrest Walt and it's a standoff. It's more of a tension of boy, you're so lucky. I hate you. I've been looking for you forever. I just but I can't do anything about it. Type right. thing. Well, and and you know, and like we've said before, is is Hank onto it or is he not? And I I think it's just good writing. You know, the, the comments he makes the. The looks he gives, it's right. like that. He knows, he knows, but maybe he doesn't, and they're just making it look like he knows. I'm telling you, Hank is, especially after this episode, Hank yeah. and Marie are both on Walt's side big time. Right. Skyler has cheated, and they're like, what the hell? Why would she do that? Now she's trying to basically kill herself in front of them. Walt is gaining supporters now. He's gaining the most important supporters and I don't know where that's going to take us, but I, I thought that was different, yeah. Yeah, well, let's get back into the Soul Skylar thing, because I think that was the main point, turning point of this episode, was Skylar basically said in the premiere, I'm terrified of you, and since then has just been too scared to do anything but lay in bed and freak out. Right, right. This episode, we finally figured out what her motivation is and how she's planning to deal with all this. Um, it's basically she is afraid for the kids. She thinks that, you know, she goes, I, you know, when he was in the, the basement under the house laughing because she found out that she gave the money to Ted and that someone was coming to kill them right then that freaked her out. And she says, you know, I'm in this, but I won't let my kids be in this. So her plan is to basically make herself see, make her and Basically, them as a couple seem so out of whack that the kids have to be separated so they can work it out. That's exactly what happened. I mean, and that, you know, she's saying we need a, a different environment for these kids. And it's like, yeah, if you weren't such a weirdo, it'd be fine. Quit being so weird. The threat is gone. Walt, Walt is right. The threat is gone. It was Gus and his cronies. But you know what? They're out of the picture now. Everything's fine for the time being. Quit being such a goddamn weirdo. Go with it. Just roll with it. You're already in it. You're already in it very deep. Go with it. But she did have a good line after that where he goes, you know, Gus was the danger. And he goes, I, I, he, I got rid of him. And she goes, I thought you were the danger. Remember? Yeah. I'm the danger. Yeah, yeah. I'm the he, one who knocks. I don't even think he even said anything after that. You know, it was like, well, that's good point. Good point. Yep. I am the danger. But, and that was also smart how, you know, she wanted to get the kids out of there somehow. Mm-hmm. And she 
Walt just kept shooting her ideas down. You know, right. of, no, we're not doing that. What's this. your next plan? You know, yeah. it kind of goes Heisenberg on her a little bit. Well, yeah. And and that actually was at the end, but at the beginning, or, or when, when that whole thing was going down, her little possible attempt at suicide, that was her way of getting the kids out of there. It worked right. out, actually, for her. It worked out. She got the kids out of the house. That's what she wanted. That's what Walt said. Well, Skylar, you got what you wanted. Yeah, what's she scheming? What is she scheming? I don't like her. Her, her scheme, basically, is to keep the kids away long enough for the cancer to come back. Well, that was yeah. a big line. She's like, for the cancer to come. She's like, until when? Until when? He's, she's like, until the cancer comes back. Yeah. And he was just like, Jesus, she's waiting out my death. Yeah. But she he, he again, was, was keeping Hank and Marie on his side. Okay, that whole scene where they're sitting at the table outside. Right. Skylar gets up, walks away. She's at the pool and stuff. And in the, in the background, Walt is telling this story of when he found out he had the cancer and he goes home with Skylar and she's nurturing him and he's resting his head in her lap and all of this stuff. Again, getting them to, you know, feel for him more so, you know, and it's like, yeah, why would she cheat? That's insane. You have cancer. That's, you know, you're dying. Why would she cheat? We don't like her anymore. Right. I think that was kind of, where that was going, and then she walks into the pool, and right, she, she goes to the pool, happened. doesn't come up, and you hear Hank go, huh? oh, "Pool party, huh?" Like all oh, classic <laughs> Hank. Yeah, but he, yeah, he's the best, you know, because he he always takes this role of, you know, he's not her husband, but he's right. just, you know, they're sitting there, and Walt's not saying anything, and he's like, "Hey, what do you, what do you say we end this, huh? What do you, what do you think? Why don't you just come and sit back down over here?" You know, I I, I love Hank's character actually. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I really felt that last week's episode was dealing with the tensions that Walt Walt's ego is basically what's been running this whole season. How big is Walt's ego now? And the yeah. tensions that that's causing with Mike and Jesse was what pushed last week with Brock and, and Mike and the money and all that stuff. This week, it was more of the tension in the family. Like what Walt's basically doing whatever the hell he wants, whenever the hell he wants. And what's that's doing to the people around him where he just doesn't give a shit anymore because he thinks he's top shit. Yeah. Yeah. But what what they really set up was, you know, there at the end, you know, he comes in and he, he does say his little line that you mentioned of, you know, Jesse. Uh, you know, to see this watch, someone gave me this watch, wanted to kill me a little while ago. And he learned to like me and gave me this watch. I didn't even catch this at the time, but I realized later she's just smoking in the house, chain smoking to obviously hurry up the cancer. <laughs> well, I guess that could be. Po- yeah. What was his cancer? Is it lung cancer? Yeah. Was it lung cancer? It was. Yeah. Okay, Remember he's always well, coughing. Yeah. That's probably why he was standing there like, are you ready to go to bed? And she just lights up another one. And he's like, OK, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if that was more. You know, I don't know if she was smoking the house to literally cause the cancer or just to show him, look, remember, I'm waiting for the cancer to come back and hopefully this hurries it up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, did you get what I got from the very last shot of the episode? With the watch. Yes. I did. And it's symbolism. Yes. What would um, you get? That. You know, time's ticking, time's running out. Either your mm-hmm. cancer's coming or you're getting caught. Something's happening here. Time's running out. Time to move forward and get whatever you're trying to do. You better do it because time's running out. I think you're close. I think you're close. Mm-hmm. 
But here was my interpretation. And if you remember last week... I thought it was I, a bomb in the watch. That's I, what I thought. I thought it was no, a bomb in the watch. No, that, that's completely wrong. Um, I wanted to... Uh, uh, last week I had mentioned that, uh, the, you know, the, the showrunner, Vince Gilligan, had said, you know, just wait. Just you wait for episodes five and seven. They're going to knock your socks off. Not to put down the other ones, but big things and crazy things happen in episodes five and seven. Oh, is, is five uh, next week? Five is next week. Oh, excellent. I thought this was five, to be honest, but okay. Well, there's a lot of fives going on with this. It's the 50th episode. It's his 51st birthday, but it's episode four. <laughs> okay. But if you remember a couple episodes back when Mike and Walt and Jesse sat down to try to... They were trying to get Mike back in the crew. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he offers him. He's like, we'll split it. We'll all own it. It'll be split three ways right down the middle. And Mike says no. And they ask him why. And what does Mike say? He goes, because you're a time bomb. Mm-hmm. You're a ticking time bomb. And I'm not going to be around when you go off. Yeah, That was the symbolism I took was he's a ticking time bomb. That's that ticking. Next episode, he's going off. Oh, like what? What do you think he's going to do? I don't have any idea. I think he's going full-blown Heisenberg. But... I will say this, and I had not read this article. Comic-Con this year, you know, the comic book convention things, mm-hmm. evidently Breaking Bad went this year for the, one of the first times ever. It says, uh, I'll read, this is, this is the article from The Vulture, and I'll read the, the first thing he says. Uh, or Walter White has arguably already done the irredeemable several times on Breaking Bad, but series creator Vince Gilligan says we still haven't seen the former chemistry teacher turned drug kingpin at his worst. Makes sense with 16 episodes left to go. Gilligan told the Comic-Con crowd Friday that his own opinion of Walt changed dramatically only recently. Quote, he does something this season that, as the first viewer of the show, I myself would probably say, I lose all sympathy. Gilligan said, taking care to separate the idea of Walt's likability from his watchability. At one point, he even pulled the audience. How many of you guys think this guy's as bad as he's going to get? When they cried back, no, he said he may get even worse yet. So basically he's saying he's doing something this season that the audience will absolutely 100% not be able to have any sympathy for him anymore. Like he does something terribly bad, whether that happens next week or episode seven, because I think he's given some hints without giving it away. Like heads up guys, this is big. Right. Well, now I'm wondering if, you know, we're, we're sitting here now. We, we do sympathize with Walt. And I mean, we still, you know, we're hanging on Root for him. Yeah, we're hanging we're, on by a thread. We're hanging on. And we don't know if he's going to live or survive. Mm-mm. But now what if he does this terrible atrocity? But then he does end up living. Then it's like, no, we want to be dead. I mean, because of the <laughs> 52nd birthday. Hey, we know he buys a machine gun. And I'm talking right. as heavy as it can get, basically. Right. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with that? That's And we know he's completely by himself. We don't know how bad he is at that point. We don't even know when that scene could happen. It could happen. We could get there by the end of this first eight. We don't know when they're going to jump around. We have yeah. no idea. I, and I hope they do, actually. That'd be awesome. If yeah, who knows? If skipped ahead that much to a year, a year later and only eight episodes or whatever, six, seven, ep- or actually it'd only be about three episodes at that point. Right. At the end of the eight, if episode four was just now and he turned 51, 
right. the end of episode eight, if they skipped all the way to that and he was 52, right. went a whole year and four episodes, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know what he could even do, though, that would make us lose whatever sympathy we have left for him. Because that's what he's basically said was, you know, you think he's as bad, really bad now, like you, he's going to do something that even me watching it was like, well, they're just never going to be able to root for him again. Like, I think he's got it. He's got to kill someone. And I'm like, well, he he could kill Hank because Hank finds out that he's Heisenberg. He could kill Skylar because Skylar threatens to do something with the kids. Or he could fucking kill Jesse. He could kill Jesse because Jesse finds out about the ricin. Or the plant. I don't know. I don't even know. God, I don't know. I mean, you know, look, we've seen it before. We were huge Lost fans. We've seen decent-sized characters of, of the series be killed off. Right. You know, but I'm thinking, Hank, no way. How does the show Dude. end if Hank's dead? I don't know. Can't do that. Can't it's, kill Hank. It's, there's only so many episodes left, dude. I mean, we're in the final, what, there's been, this is the fourth. We're in the final 12 episodes. I will lose my mind and be just <laughs> depressed. It's the most depressing <laughs> show. <laughs> So anyway, I'm not I'm trying to get people, you know, get you hyped up here without spoiling anything because I don't know anything. I'm just giving relaying the clues that the show creator himself has said. And I think him saying, you know, he's going to do something this season that's really bad. Plus, look out for episodes five and seven. Plus, Mike literally calling him a ticking time bomb to last night. The last thing we see before episode five is the ticking. And then. If you rewatch it again, on the last tick, I read this online. I didn't hear it, but I read it online. You hear a, a gun. A oh, gun. yeah. I, dude, I totally heard it. I totally heard it. Yeah. Totally so heard it. You know something's going down. I just next. thought it was the end of the show, and that was a nice sound effect to end it, to be honest uh, with you, but I heard it, dude. So that means there's going to be a gun in play next episode. It's going to be insane, dude. Well... Yeah. They've been like I said, this whole podcast, they've been setting us up episode by episode, being like something big's gonna start happening. It's the last season. And pff, the guy who plays Jesse was even saying he's like, dude, we did the first date and it's been a bloodbath, you know? I mean, who yeah. knows what's gonna happen? Yeah. They're just gonna destroy our any chance we have of happiness for the next month through <laughs> watching the show and being depressed. Oh yeah, yeah. Time to time to add on the depression for sure. <laughs> was there any other uh, high points or anything about this episode that, that you kind of stood out for you? Uh, again, I, I, I guess I didn't pick up on everything that you did, but I well, didn't think I, it was I, the best episode in the world. But I now that we're sitting here talking about it, okay, right. I get it. Yeah, that's. I mean, I get it. Um, I thought it was a really good scene with Walt and Skyler in the bedroom toward the end. Right. Where... And I, and I think that was possibly when she mentioned that she was yeah. waiting on the cancer to come back where she's throwing her ideas out there and he's just like, nope, not going to work. And here's why. But boom, what else she got? Right. Right. And how about this? Nope, not going to work. And, you know, and she's like, I'm a coward. I don't know. I'm not the magician that you are. I'm right. basically just waiting on you to die so I can be done with this. <laughs> right. I, I thought that was a really good uh, that uh, was scene. Really I mean, good. I, I didn't take a ton away from it. I, I mean, just... We know that she's upset, and right? And he's the king, and he has all the answers. That's all. But I thought it was I good. just kind of like to know what her motivation was because it was really irritating to me that she was just constantly 
being quiet and being afraid and knowing her character, she was up to something. She was thinking something. Oh, kinda, yeah. You know? And it was just kind of like a, a conversational horror movie to me. Like, she was dodging him and he was chasing her around the room kind of like no this no wouldn't work what do you got and you're blocking her off and yeah it was it was very good acting very good writing i thought and finally she's like i don't know just like you said <laughs> yeah just waiting for you to die <laughs> i uh you, we'll have to see what comes of it but the whole <clears throat> the whole lydia and the and the dea tracking device thing that's Obviously, we're going to see more about that here probably next episode, I would assume. They can't just right. let that go on for a while. That's going to have to be uh, brought to the table. We'll mm-hmm. see all about that. But, you know, I don't know. I, I I don't like that whole – I mean, I guess I get it, it, it but I, I'm more like Mike in this episode. He's like, nope, I gave her a shot. That's it. We got to kill her. Yeah, but you I know? can't see this, this chick being the one to do it, I guess, now that I'm really sitting here thinking about it. I mean – Unless she's, she could be very manipulative too, because she's, she's saying, well, can you move that? And Jesse's like, well, if you have a forklift, I can. Did right. she get the forklift, move it down, plan it, put it back? I don't know. Does she know how to do that? She seems like she's kind of a, just crazy. I don't know if she I knows don't how know. to do anything like that. I don't know. And like you said, did Hank put it there just so he'd know they'd find it and, you know, see what their reaction is so he could watch him? Maybe Hank this whole time knows and he's just biding his time. Who knows? Yeah. There's going to yeah. be a lot. There's going to be a lot of, uh, I think, revelations here. I mean, we're, we're, we're down to the final four of this season until next summer. So That's I think there's. Insane. That's insane. Isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? Makes yeah. you so mad just so they can play Breaking Bad. I know. Or no, just so they can play uh, Walking Dead, I mean. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. They want to bring that back for Halloween. So they got to pl- They're going to play this for another month. Probably give us one shit ton of a turd of a cliffhanger and leave us hanging until summer of 2013. Yep. That's um, exactly it. The only other thing that I that really stood out to me was the Heisenberg hat came back and there was a single thread. Yeah, what was that all about? He was playing with it. What was that all about? The only message I could have took is that the whole height that that came to mean that the it's possible the whole Heisenberg as a person could start to unravel like thread, you know, you know, that mm. whole symbolism of pulling the thread and everything and it comes unraveled. Okay. There was yeah. the first piece of the thread. Okay. So maybe that says, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know how or why or where it would happen, but that's what I took from that. But yeah, it was I cool like to that. see. Yeah. So a lot of hidden messages in this one, a lot of subtleties. That's why I wanted to start off with that uh that little analogy about the literary thing of well some things may seem like nothing at first but later you know they'll turn out to be oh that's right Vince Gilligan you're a genius well maybe I'll have to go back and watch it a fourth time now to <laughs> pick up on all that stuff but yeah good uh, good stuff I that was that was that was good good pickup on a lot of that I do agree with you though not a lot happened I think it was a lot of subtle yeah subtleties Settled these getting ready, guys. Here we go. Here yeah. we go. We're going up the uh, roller coaster about to hit the top. <laughs> so uh, I think that we're going to finish it up this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Oh, did you watch? I, I, I have to say that I did not catch Small Town Security this week. Oh, that's okay. I watched. I wanted to, but but the Olympics were on, too. I, so I didn't see any of like next week. Well, I get on, uh, they don't play worthwhile clips during it. It's very minimal clips. Like last week, before this week, you know, the previous week, 
they were like, stay tuned for an, uh, a clip from next week's Breaking Bad. And then it goes right. to it, and it was basically them sitting, obviously, at the breakfast table. And it was a quick little scene of them eating breakfast. Nothing. Nothing anyone needs to see or anything. But I'm sure Walt Jr. was there eating breakfast. Oh, yeah. I got on the Talking Bad or uh, the Breaking Bad forums on their website just reading what people were saying. And people are not happy that this show is on after this. I mean, they can't get into it, they're saying. And I'm just like, you guys are retarded. This is funny. And it's AMC's way of being like, hey, we know we depressed you the uh, insanely for an hour. Now, why don't you laugh a little bit? And no one wants to laugh. Everyone wants to be depressed, and, and that's that. Well, I just looked up the title for next week's episode. I haven't seen any any kind of previews yet of, of it so far. But we'll be back next week with probably a pretty long one if things go as crazy as what I think they are. You can't even get us a single barrel of methylamine. Who said anything about barrels? I'm talking about an ocean. That's where you do it. What exactly? Get your methylamine. Rob it like Jesse James. I have done this long enough to know that there are two kinds of heist. Those where the guys get away with it and those that leave witnesses. Oh, oh. excellent. Can't wait to ruin my life. I'll be here. (laughs) All right, so uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, next week. We'll see you.